All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, what's good, everybody? Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Another week here of Leafs Nation coverage. Love the merch there on Rosie, as you see there. Nick Alberga joined alongside Jay Rosehill after a very successful trip to Sweden for the Maple Leafs. How are we feeling this Monday, Rosie? We're feeling it, baby. Four game heater. We're hot in November. Merched out. I don't feel like a squid like you because you're down living the life in Florida. Probably going too hard. Probably staying up too late. Probably chasing the wrong character people. And mm-hmm. now you sound like a squid on a Monday morning. Yeah, pretty much it. Uh, pretty much it. Had a, a bender of a weekend, a fun time. Headed down to Tampa, as I referenced on a Friday show. Checked out the Oilers in Tampa game. And I tell you, if there's games I go to, I want to be entertained. A goalie couldn't make a save in that game. Uh, and not surprising with Tampa without Vasilevsky. And of course, the Edmonton Oilers have been a train wreck. I don't know. You go up 2 nothing, and you, you double the opponent in shots and still find a way to lose that game. But I tell you, watching Tampa in person, it's not the first time I've done it. They they just snap it around. Like McDavid was, was great. Um, Kucherov was fantastic. Sergachev was great. And they just seem to find a way. Like the good teams in this league, Rosie, seem to find a way to win games. And it was just more of the same from the Oilers. I had a good time in Tampa. I'll say that. So you were entertained. Very entertained. You were entertained. Yeah, that's all that matters at the end of the day, for. right? Good. Yeah, I don't know, man. Two teams, like a team with a history of winning and a history of having the right culture, and then a team with tons of talent but cannot find that culture, cannot find that pattern coming together. And cream rose to the top, it sounds like. It did. Uh, how was your weekend? I know you got a, a tooth fix. You had some dental surgery on Friday. No, how you feeling? 
Yeah, dental surgery on Friday. So they went and pulled out an eye tooth that had a crown on it that we tried to save after I took that clapper in the face and they couldn't couldn't get the tooth out. So they yanked on that and that was insane trying to get that out. Then they did a little bone graft in, put in an implant and sealed her up and away we went. So yeah, I was feeling garbage there Friday night, but uh, I had a couple, uh, I don't know, not, not, a, not a big pill popper, not a big pill guy, but I had some, I think it was, uh, hydrocodone okay and like i don't remember talking to some people and stuff and everyone's like you were fucked last night and i was like really i didn't drink i didn't do anything and i was like oh yeah those pain meds man it was just i don't know it's not for me i don't see how you get hooked on that shit I, you just turn into a zombie but nonetheless i was kind of mangled but keeping keeping to the doctor's orders for the record, uh, we are not endorsing that. And for the record, he means me as one of the people who called him when I was belligerently drunk on Friday night and he had no recollection of it today. So we don't endorse popping pills here on the show. But nevertheless, it's great to hear you're feeling better. Do you remember who took that clapper who who, who messed your tooth up? Yeah, <clears throat> Levi. Um, Levitt. Uh, oh, my God. Levitt. Oh, my God. It's messing me up right now. One of the most skilled players I've played with. Um not Jordan Levitt, Levy. We just called him Levy. Um, yeah, I, and, uh, <laughs> I feel like a bad guy right now. But one of the more skilled players I played with, um, first game overseas, we're playing in Belfast. He goes, oh, no. no one's standing in front of the net in the, on the PP. Like, you're going to be net front PP, be a big body, banging some garbage, blah, 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 blah. So first shift, he comes to my right. First PP comes around the top of the horn. Clapper off the inside of my knee goal. First game, first peeper, first everything. He comes up. He goes, you do that all year and you're going to get a lot of points on the power play. I'm like, well, that sounds like a lot different than what I'm used to. Sounds good. Next game, we're back home. Exact same scenario. Standing big in front, big screen, comes up the horn, winds one up. I'm licking my chops. Here we go. Instead, I was licking my chops off of the freaking ice. Just clap right to the face, blew up my face. Broken palate, bunch of teeth, 30 stitches. It was brutal. It's uh, it's crazy. Actually, it doesn't happen more often, man. Like you watch games and every so often you'll see a guy like literally spitting chiclets out there and you don't wonder how these guys, like advisors, the best thing you can wear, how it doesn't happen more often. But it's one of those things, like we've talked about it uh, a lot over the last couple of weeks. One of those things like you don't even really think about when you go out there, but it's it could happen. It, it likely will happen. I think a lot of us out there have played with defensemen who can't keep the puck low and down and a foot off the ice. And and that's sometimes what happens, right? Yeah, for sure. Alex Levitt is his name uh, where he nailed me. He felt bad. Puck got away from him. I don't know. He did stuff in practice where I was like, that is like Claude Giroux type shit, man. It was, uh, he was really skilled. He felt bad. But no, man, I mean, but clappers, like how many guys are standing in front often? Like True. three guys easily straight clapper with guys getting sticks in front. I don't know why guys don't eat pucks more often. And I mean, yeah, I remember my first year in the American league, I did not wear a visor. Um, you didn't have to second year. They made it mandatory. So I was at camp in Tampa and it was the first time I had my visor on and I was a defenseman. I was tying a guy up in front and I turned and looked as I was taking a stick away. Whack a huge puck mark right here on my visor. The first time I put it on, like wow. how crazy is that? And I'm like, would that have, like, what would have happened there? It was just, it was crazy. And then, you know, I didn't wear a visor, but, you know, for reasons that, you know, I just wasn't able to do my job with it on really. But, you know, there's no real reason you shouldn't have a visor on out there. Protect your eyes. It's, uh, it's, it's like the guys that didn't wear helmets back in the day. It looks silly now looking back on it. 
Igor McJazz writes in and it brings back memories. Um, was Fanuf blasting away? He must have thought he was slapping to a soccer net. Uh, because all I remember about Fanuf, the one tease, the great heavy shot, he was always looking down. He wasn't looking at his target. It scared the shit out of me. That wasn't on oh, the ice. Dude. Try standing in front of it, man. Like in practice, he would take he would take one tease as hard as he could. And I mean, he had a great shot. He was a power play guy. Like it's he's skilled enough, but like it was fucking scary because he would shoot so freaking hard. And sometimes it'd be high. And we're like, what are, no, we're, we're not standing. We're not playing for nothing. Like, what a, why would I stand in front of that? And the seas would just part. And we're in uh practice doing power play stuff. And guys just back off and just let him rip clappers because no one's standing in front of it. It was kind of dumb and he would almost be like proud of it and look around and be like sick, right? Sick. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, no, bud. No. We're not standing in front of that shit, but I don't know. It uh it is a it is a wonder how guys don't get smoked more often with uh with puck standing in front of the net. I'll always remember you in the NHL. You just were one of those last guys who weren't wearing a visor, right? Like, I just remember that massive, massive fucking dome of yours and that helmet coming off so quickly. It's just that you look like a different player with a visor, man. I don't even know if we have a picture of you with a visor, but just you look like a different guy, man. Didn't show those eyes off, you know? Yeah, it looks different. That's a bad, that Bauer 4000. I thought it was old school, but I figured it out within Philly with the CCM bucket, no visor. Yeah. I don't think you can beat that. It's about as good as it gets, but uh, yeah, it does look odd now. It's like, where's the thing that's supposed to be on his face? And when you look at guys playing hockey back in the day, it's like, where's his helmet? How does he have all this equipment on? And then just like, oh, this last part here, don't need anything. <laughs> don't need nothing. It looks crazy looking back on now, but uh, she was what she was. Man, to me, like, it's still crazy. I know the game was different like 30, 40 years ago, but it was, it's still crazy to me that they played this sport with goalies not wearing masks, barely any masks and helmets, and players wearing nothing. Like, I know it's evolved and the game's different, technology's different, but that, that's asking to die, I think. It really is. It's funny. Like, you had no flex on the stick, straight blades. It was yeah. kind of a, it was kind of a below the knees game, right? Like, yeah. That's it was. why. That's yeah. why, but I mean, it could, t it did come up. Look at that picture of Terry Sawchuck, man. His yeah. face is yeah. mutilated. Like how many stitches in your face until you're like, I'm going to put something on here. And then Jock Plant put on, you know, kind I of know. a leather mask. And everyone probably thought he was a French pussy at the time. And it, <laughs> he was like a pioneer of like, why won't we put something here so we don't break our orbital bones and, yeah. and cut our faces up and lose our teeth and break our nose and risk losing our vision like jesus man so it is wild looking back but you got to understand back in the day it was kind of a below the knees game with those sticks yeah. and but still silly not to just be like you know we got elbow pads on because we fall on our elbows like well why not just kind of like figure something out for your face but a different time back then man safety tough, was tough not motherfuckers they yeah, were they tough sure were. too though they we, we think some guys are tough these days imagine that back in the day when you're a goalie and you're not wearing a helmet and you're blasting pucks at this guy so uh props to them but certainly a different era at the leafs nation 401 if you're watching here on youtube please subscribe help us out at the leafs nation 401 again you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast just search leafs morning take as we get in the uh, doordash appetizer for a limited time our listeners can get 25 percent off up to ten dollars in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. Reminder, all in uppercase for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, and terms apply. 
And man, oh man, coming off that weekend, we we expected the star attraction to be number 88 in the Maple Leafs. And I would say he lived up to expectation. I thought it was quite poetic how the uh, Global Series ended with a Willie Nylander OT winner against the Wild on Sunday. Your thoughts? No kidding, man. Like, just one of those stories and scripts that kind of writes itself exactly the way that, that Hollywood would write it. And I mean, Leafs are hot. Willie's hot. Like, how how high is his stock right now? Like, I know they, they kind of tried to get him done in the summer and they weren't close and like time wasn't really an issue. But the one problem is what if he just goes on absolute fire, which he's done nothing less than be on absolute fire all season long. And his stock is through is through the roof, man. I mean, he's got 15 apples in 17 game. That's not like no goals. It's it's wild, man. He's looking so good. He's looking like a superstar. And the weekend was fantastic. Like good for Swedish hockey culture, good for the NHL, good exposure, good everything. Couldn't have wrote the script any better. I don't think it's it's fantastic. I just wonder, you know, what does that do to the future of the Maple Leafs and that core four and the roster? I mean, you can't lose this guy. You want to talk about a Maple Leaf going into the free agency and haunting you forever? You you let Willie Nylander go right now. He will be a bona fide superstar for a long time, I believe. And you just don't want that. You don't want to watch that. You don't want him coming into Toronto and smoking you every night. You just don't want to let that be the fish that got away. He's like the breath of fresh air, man. Like he reminds me of like a superstar from like the nineties where they knew they were a stud and they're going to show you they were a stud. They were going to speak out like Jeremy Roenick, like every third game would speak out. He would say something crazy, but to me, it's like the swagger, like, Nothing against like the McDavid's and the Crosby's and some of the better players in this league, but they're kind of boring. They're kind of mundane. And then you look at Nylander, like he's got the championship belt. He's having a great time in Sweden. He's celebrating a bit, controlling the game. There's just something a bit different to him. You know what I mean? And we've thought that way since he came into this league years ago. There's this like humble confidence to him and he knows he's this shit and he acts like it too. I love it. Like, I don't know if you saw that quote. On Friday, uh, the the media team for the Leafs, the social media team, likes to do like little quirks where they ask questions when the guys are skating out there for practice. And one of the questions the other day, who's like your favorite Swedish player of all time? Who do you think Nylander's answer was? Myself. It was a joke, but he said Willie Nylander, man. That, that, it was so <laughs> NBA. I said it was so LeBron James. But honestly, dude, considering yeah. some of the lack of personality we have in this league, I have no problem with it. The guy believes in in himself and, and he's showing it right now. He's been their best player all season long. Yeah, it's a likable confidence. It's not a it's not a prick arrogance, right? There's a yeah. difference. And some guys have that confidence and it's like F you, I'm the best and I'm sick and everyone's garbage. And exactly. it's just like it's so easy to hate. But his is just like, yeah, like I don't know. I uh, you know, he's very likable. It's uh it's a he positive is. confidence that that I, that I don't think bothers anybody and uh, there's a way to do it. And it's funny. You talk coaching kids and stuff like that. They don't seem to get that yet. Some kids are so, you know, with their exorbitant celebrations and talking out, you can't even freaking walk by one of these kids these days. I got four goals in the week. I got three. Goals. I got my top show. Look at me. Look at my shot. It's just so about them. And you know, when you turn into one of those unbelievable players like Willie has, it's nice to see that. Yeah, it takes confidence to get there, but it's the right kind of confidence that doesn't rub people the wrong way. It's not arrogance. And I think he handles it perfectly. Like you said, shows a bit of personality. You know, he's not scared to say something. I mean, the Connor McDavid's and the Crosby's, 
they have to be that way because they're they're so scared to say the wrong thing and get roasted. Yeah. Everything's going to get picked apart. Everything's under a micro micro microscope or a magnifying glass, and you can't say the wrong thing, so you just keep it mundane, and no one can bother you. But you know, Willie's found a way to circumvent that and be relatable, be cool. And why wouldn't you when you're that on fire, man? He's just smoking at this season. I, I think you phrased it perfectly. Like he's very likable, which is weird for a player like that. But you're right. It's like a, it's a confidence. Like it's not an arrogance. Like he doesn't throw it in your face that he's an absolute stud. But then you see him and you you watch the way he plays the game with such flow and domination. But like you don't come across like very seldom have I heard anybody in this league be like, oh, that guy's so cocky. He's a he's a real piece of shit. Like when's the last guy some you know some, somebody said that about Willie Nylander? It's like a a confidence. I don't know how to phrase it specifically, and maybe likable is the best way as you phrased it. But like, there's just this this soft confidence to him that he is just going to do what he wants out there. And this year we're seeing the fruits of the labor. Like he's gotten better and better and better and better every year. Let's not lose sight of the fact that last year he scores 40, 40 goals for the first time. He's on top of the world. What does he do? He has a strong offseason, comes back even stronger this year, where this guy is looking like a bona fide superstar, right? Like, you know, for the last five, six years, we talked about Nylander being like a star player in this year, but in this league. But now, like, he's a superstar. Like, I think he has ascended into that level where I think he's in the conversation with some of the better players in this league right now. He's playing that way. And I mean, yeah. keep in mind the knock could be effort level. Remember where. Yeah, that one true. clip of him going for a puck and just absolutely quitting and giving up on it. You know, you don't want to see that part of Willie. I think that that may have been growing pains, immaturity, frustration. Fine, give him a pass. Um, he's on a contract year and he's absolutely mm-hmm. lighting it up. So I think a good test will be lock this guy up for a while. And see. I want him to be like that on year one of a new ticket, right? And I yeah. think he can be. Like I said, I think that was kind of growing pains and immaturity that that led to some of those blunders that, you know, he can be, uh, he's been knocked for in the past. But I mean, anything close to this level of compete that he's got going on right now is is just phenomenal. And and the Leafs have got him. They got to find a way to lock him up. And how that looks, my goodness, I'm glad I'm not the guy in charge of it. But yeah, I don't know, man. He just seems more and more like the guy you absolutely have to keep, even if you need to make some tough decisions elsewhere. Duke writes in with a, a good point. I feel uh, Willie will be 28 next May. This could very well be his peak. He, he's, he's, I, I, I would agree with that. Like, I think he's playing the best hockey of his career, the best hockey he will play in his career. And I think, you know, that's the point of emphasis. I think in conversations for the Maple Leafs, when they talk extension with this guy is like, have you hit your ceiling? I think it's fair to say he's hit his ceiling. That's a pretty high ceiling, but like how much better can the guy get at this point? McDavid level. I don't think he can get there. No, no one's going to be McDavid, but if he's at this level right now, he's at 27, he's in his prime. Like you don't say yeah. peak, like he's not over yeah. the hill after this year. Like, let's get serious here. This, yeah, fair. Maybe this is his peak, but what, yeah, there's no reason physically he can't sustain it for four years. Right. Yeah. And, and be an absolute dominant player in this league for, you know, the, the first say three, four years of his contract that he signs after this year. So um, that's exactly when you want to get a guy. That's exactly when you're going to lock him up. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, it's a great time to do it. Timing is everything. I mean, contract years, you have a smoker. I mean, that's what some guys do. And yes, in six years on the last couple of years of a deal, it's going to be like, Oh, he's making too much for right now. Well, yeah, that's why you signed it that long ago is it's, you know, he earned it back then and 
he wanted to lock it up long term and that's what it takes these days to get these guys signed so it just is what it is but he's in his prime no doubt i don't like to say the word peak because it means he can't get any better and it makes me think that there's nowhere to go but down but you can get to the you can get high and you can just sustain that and just be a dominant player for a long time you know what the sidebar story to me and then the most positive development of this team is that I think A, they're starting to forge an identity and B, that Nylander line specifically, like everybody's talking about Nylander, but Bertuzzi, Tavares and Nylander have really, really found their way together where every shift they're bringing it and they're bringing it and they're bringing it and they're the ozone, they're, they're cycling the puck. Like I think each player brings a different dynamic and it's sort of funny, all the hatred and dismay that Tyler Bertuzzi took like even two weeks back, like. I think he's really finding his game. And I think that's the best development aside from Nylander playing like a rock star right now is that line in general has been great. Yeah, all the lines are starting to shape up. We talked about this early in the season. Like, are we going to get some kind of a, you know, uh, um, uh, some kind of a formation of lines? And what does this look like? And are they going to be able to gel together? And it seems like that top line speaks for itself. You know, that next line's absolutely on fire. The third line there, you know, seems to have some with, uh, what is it, Yarny, Domi, and, and uh and nisey and then you know the fourth line whether reeves is in there or not there's times where they look like they're fast and competitive and 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 chip in offensively and can get in the ozone and be reliable like it's starting to shape up as oh baby we have got something rolling now and that's great the front end has just never been my worry to be honest but it's nice to see some chemistry happening and I, i agree it seems like they're starting to be a uh an identity forming here where they can rely on and just to clarify, you're not that I like doing that, but it's Jason Robertson on that line. We just know how social media works and people are going to try mm-hmm. to rip us saying you don't know your Maple Leafs. So Robertson's on that line, as you very well know, and he's made a bit of an impact. Like even the fourth line, like obviously Ryan Reeves, we talked about this last week, wants to get back in that lineup, but the numbers are are sort of staggering when you compare the old fourth line to the new fourth line. Just in, I know it's a smaller sample size, but just in terms of the play and the style and how much they have the puck and what they're doing out there. Like it is night and day where it's like, ah, I don't know if Revo is going to be in the long-term plans here, man. Yeah. It's tough to say, man. Um, it just is what it is. It's a tough situation for yeah. him. Um, he wasn't getting it done enough. His plus minus his reliability factor was way too low. Uh, that's why he came out. And then unfortunately for him, when they, when they mix it up, they find a, a pretty good formula right away. So it's not ideal for him. What he's going to have to do is stay ready and, and have the right attitude, still be that locker room guy, still have that leadership factor, still be the guy that the guys, you know, see around and, you know, that good locker room guy, unfortunately, that's what his role is right now. And he's just got to stay ready in case he gets the tap and he's got to go out there and, and do the best he can. But yeah, it's, it's uh, his, his roles kind of been, you know, they put him on the shelf and unfortunately what they replaced him with has been clicking really good. So it's not a great scenario for him, but he's just got to stay ready and, and see if he can make something happen when he does get another shot. But I agree with you. It starts to look like, Hmm, maybe, maybe we don't need this guy back there, but he's always nice to have in the pocket. And like I said, good guy around the locker room for sure. His contract's going to get buried. I, I, I just don't know how it makes any sense for the Leafs to have this guy over what near a mill and a half or whatever it is per season, just stewing away, eating popcorn in your press box. Like I know he's great for the room. That's a really expensive player to be great for the room. Who's not actually participating actively Agreed. in games. No. Agreed. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it you stinks. Like, I love the guy. I, he just, he can't play hockey anymore. Like he, he's, he's a great fighter and all that, but like, that's all he offers. 
Yeah, and again, I thought he was keeping up pretty good. I thought he was reliable, but you just can't be dash 11 in like 10 games yeah. or whatever. You just can't. It's not you can't be in the league. You can't. You can't yeah. get scored on that often. You you can't say, "Oh, we want Ryan Reeves so bad we're willing up to give up a goal every single night to have him in the lineup." Fuck that, right? Yeah. Not a chance. So, he's got to tighten it up and not I am convinced that that's not his standard, man. He doesn't, he has not stayed in the league the last 10 years Mm -hmm. while everyone else is getting passed by. And he continues to find ways on teams by being a detriment in the D zone and by being, you know, unreliable, you know, uh, defensively, that's just not how he's stayed in the league. There's no chance. So he's got a, he's got a bigger, uh, he's got an ability to play bigger in the D zone and to not have those minuses add up. That's a huge thing. He's going to be looking for when he gets back in the lineup, I believe. Atomic Leaf, Revo will get back in. He just won't play every game. And maybe that's the mentality they 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 forge is like, let's not play him every game, but maybe against like a, a grindier type team, like right away Boston comes to mind. Maybe you throw him in there. Like if you want to impose your will and and know that, you know, this guy's not going to play. He's going to play four or five minutes, but probably get in a scrap, probably get the bench going. Maybe you think about it, but I just think it's not a dose of reality in this era. Like there's very few fighters left in this league. Of course, there's Jack I. But the difference with these guys and Reeves, unfortunately, is that they can play and they actually can make a difference. And I hate ripping on the guy. Like, I think he's great for the room. I love the signing at the time. I'm not going to back away from that. But I think it was quite evident in the sample size we saw that he just can't keep up uh, (laughs) with the pace that the Leafs are looking to play. And then, you know, furthermore, to that point, I think where his value really, really hurt was the fact that he was playing with guys in that fourth line, specifically David Camp. Like it's been night and day. Reeves leaves the lineup. Camp is actually a noticeable player again, right? So I, I think the mix was bad to begin with, too. Yeah, there's a few things didn't go his way. Um, again, it's not it, it just the cookies haven't crumbled in his yeah. favor by any stretch. He hasn't helped himself out either. But yeah, I mean, all you can do is make the adjustments that you think you can, which they did by pulling him out, and they found something that that looks better. So I think they're going to roll with that. And, and whether that means he's out or they bury his contract, or I guess we'll wait and see. But again, I think he's got more to offer than, than he showed at the beginning of this season. And, and time will tell if he gets to show that or not. Is John Klingberg headed to Robida Island? It, it has that feel where it's like he played that game. I get, what was it against Vancouver? But then like you go to Sweden, he doesn't play. Honestly, I thought the terminology was important when everybody, uh, you know, around that situation was talking about how this is something that's plagued him his entire career. I think you can use sort of that moving forward when it comes to LTIR. Connor Timmons is coming off, you would think, in the next one or two weeks. I know people are already hinting at it. I would not be shocked if Klingberg ends up on LTIR and maybe doesn't play a game for the Leafs again. Like it, I don't know. It's weird to evolve to that type of situation, but I don't think we're going to see him for a while at the very least. You know what really puts the cherry on top for me is there's tons of people that are going to say, I told you so, and and rightfully so when they signed him. But we signed him. He's kind of the, the best demon we could get out of free agency. What do you get? Four point something, five million dollars. And now he's potentially going on long term IR. OK, but the kicker for me is most. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Fans want that to happen. I know. I know. Most fans want him to go on long-term IR. Want him off the books. Want him out of the lineup. It would be a relief if he got taken away after that signing it's uh it's brutal man i i had way higher expectations of him i wanted him to find his way and shame on me for thinking a guy who is not found it in a few years is going to come to toronto and magically find his past brilliance i mean samsonov did it last year in that role and i had high expectations and thinking that he could come out of his shell and play with a chip on his shoulder and reform his reget his form. And he did. And I was hoping that Klingberg could do it this year again. And people who'd watched him play a lot more than me are saying he's so unreliable defensively. Um, it's not worth having that, the bit of offense that he'd bring to the power play and whatnot. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now to look at it, that a lot of people are looking going, Oh yeah, get him on, get him on IR, open up some, some room is uh, it says a lot. It's sad and it's tough, but we'll wait and see. And, Man, with the words they are using, career this that long yeah. term, it's like holy smokes, are they gonna are they gonna shelf him hard and bury him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, time will tell, but it's not a good look for a guy who had, we had high expectations for, and now a lot of people are like relieved that he's gonna be toast potentially. It's it's not what we were looking for, that's for sure. Well, the thing is trying to create cra- a cap room, and that's the biggest yeah. reason why people are in favor of sending this guy to Roby Island, a, a term coined back in the Lula Morello era, and. I get it. Matt Murray's there right now. Although he had surgery, we saw him on crutches on opening night. So uh, I understand that. But it's more so about key, uh, creating cap room for the Leafs to be involved on guys like Zadorov and Tanev. And I think, quite honestly, well, yeah, it's understandable. People were not, you know, infatuated and loving the play of John Klingberg. It's more so about getting that cap space, the much needed thing this Leafs team has been looking for for the last decade. And now the opportunity is there for a guy nobody even wants in the lineup. I get it, but I don't like to pile on players like that. Like I'm sure he's going through something right now. And uh, I, I give him credit to begin with. It's not for everybody to try a market like this. It was the first time he was doing so in his career, took a chance on himself, took a chance on the Leafs, but man, he he's getting eaten alive. He's not the first, he's not the last, unfortunately. Yeah. He, he wasn't able to jump up to his, uh, his former self. Like we had hoped it's been a disappointment. And uh, I mean, that's what I'm, just kind of flabbergasted for is I'm kind of hoping that that happens. Okay. Let's remove him from the lineup. He gets paid, you know, get him off the books. It's like, Oh dear. Like we're that's, that's what we're hoping for. Like if he's healthy, he's playing yeah. and we're like, God, he's eating up four and a half and he's a liability out there. We don't even want him in the lineup. Like that's a nightmare scenario, but 
I mean, you have if you're gonna get like a Tanev or a guy, one of the D men from from Calgary, and we're gonna sign Nylander, things need to change. Something mm-hmm. needs to happen. I can't seem to get the numbers to work without blowing something up without making a major move. I can't seem to get my head around how is that possibly going to work? Um, I know you've got Tavares coming up, but the years don't line up. He's a year he's a year late with expiring his contract or things would look a little sharper, but it's just, it's tough, man. Um, I, I know what they need. I know what they're going to try to do, but how they do it to me without making a huge move, I don't, I don't get how that would be possible. Well, just try to win the Stanley Cup this year. And again, that's why they pay these people the big bucks they do to try to figure out these calculations and all that stuff. And certainly there's a lot of money coming off the books with this Maple Leafs team this year. So certainly something to monitor over the next couple of weeks. John Klingberg's status. I know Kevin Weeks, the insider with ESPN, saying yesterday that talks could pick up again between the Leafs and Calgary once Toronto returns here from Sweden regarding Zadorov and Tanev. But again, that's a tough move to pull off uh, at any time you know, namely around the deadline, but specifically here in the month of November for a team like the Maple Leafs who does not have cap space. I just, I wonder how that works out. The other thing I wonder about, like, is the number three cursed in this market, man? Like, as soon as Klingberg took number three, I'm like, man, what are you doing? You got Justin Hall, you got Dion Phaneuf, Selvan Cote, I think back in the day, although I think he was underrated probably, but like the lineage for this number recently has not been good. I'd love to see the Maple Leafs retire it, quite frankly. (laughs) <laughs> just put her in the rafters like upside down or what yeah yeah, man. <laughs> yeah shit i don't know dion was all right for uh yeah. for the the crew wasn't it but no i know seeing holsey i when they were playing um detroit there you see see holsey just get absolutely exposed on one it, of those goals i think it was bertuzzi yeah. that just stripped um see you later back of the net and he's looking what like i was like finally that's familiar right nice to be on the other side of it but yeah. uh We'll see what happens on the back end, man. It was an experiment. It was the best guy we could probably get our hands on. I think we talked about that with Elliot Friedman. You know, maybe Truba could have been available. Um, maybe looking like that would have been the better play at this point. At oh, least Dumba, you mean. Uh, Dumba. Dumba, sorry. Yeah. Dumba. Truba's on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to know, man. I mean, no one's got a crystal ball, and it looks like it may have not worked out so far, but uh, Friedman links to Zadora Ventanov again. Fuck, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. We We're just need some D-men, man. I mean, just some good, big, strong, stay-at-home, reliable D-men. I mean, with the way they're playing here in November to round out their their roster with some some bolstering on the back end, Bite. ooh, baby, it would be yeah. go time, man. It's it's what we absolutely need. Guys are talking about Patrick Kane and shit. Like, no. Patrick Kane's awesome. It'd be cool for all the players. Oh, my gosh, Patrick Kane's on our team. Oh, wow, he's in the Toronto. Let's see him in the jersey. Neat. Awesome. But he's not what we need. Not even close. You don't want to spend $1. I mean, you can get it for league minimum or something. Okay, we could yeah. start to look at that. But, man, it's not what we need. We have an, a plethora of guys like that. We need to spend some money on the back end if we want to go deep in the playoffs, not just get the neatest guy we can find. Like, come on. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was like Thursday came out, but we had that earlier report last week um, that the Leafs had talked to Patrick Kane on Tuesday, but then John Shannon came back and said that that didn't actually, in fact, happen. So I know uh, Fridge over the weekend did say that the Leafs are still poking around. They're interested, but I think that's the one you know takeaway from Brad True Living and his career as an executive is he seems to be attached to know the market on everything, which I love. I love somebody that's tied in. Not to say that Kyle Dubas wasn't, but... 
it seems like he's at the forefront of everything. But I tend to agree with you. I think if you have money to spend, the back end has to be where you spend it. Because I don't, you know, and, and that's the fascination for me is like every every playoffs, like what's the story? It's not what you think. The Leafs can't score goals. And I think they know that, right? And you think of a Patrick Kane who's been there before. He scored massive goals in the playoffs. He's won. Like he checks the boxes of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I tend to side with you where it's like there is a bigger, a greater need. And that's adding depth in the back end. That's adding bite. Guys who can play in the Stanley Cup playoffs and be effective and play that bite style type game that you need to have success in the league. And that's, you know, the way I'm trending. Because Patrick Kane, I mean, he's a great player, not the same player coming off a serious injury. So that's where I would lean to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be at the end of the day, you could just get every guy on your roster. Everyone wants that, but there's reality has to set in and cap compliance has to set in. And um, it is funny, man. Like you look at this hockey team and I agree it's, it needs to have the back end bolstered, but then you get into the playoffs and I, I, I know we have trouble scoring Scoring. the goals a guy like Mitch Marner kind of tends to disappear and doesn't get into the fight in the battle doesn't lead the team the way you want and um I think I could see Willie taking control this year I could see Austin taking a step um sometimes I wonder about you know the battle and compete level of John Tavares right now like this does he have an extra gear because he needs to find in the playoffs um Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys need to step up and in the playoffs all you can do is you you got to put some trust in those guys and say, okay, I know I don't care what's happened in the past. You need to be our guys this playoff run. And you just have to trust that they'll get it done. I mean, look at who you have there. If you can't rely on them to score goals, then what what's, what's even the point? True. It's true. And then we thought they broke through against Tampa, and then it was sort of the same old story. They got zapped of their confidence in the first two games against the Panthers. And yeah, it was uphill from there. And we know the the end of that story, but you know, what's amazing. It's like, we've been doing this show now for almost a year and a half. And how many times have I brought up like the, the trends, the themes of the Maple Leafs in the first two months of the season with you in the off season. I'm like, here's how it's going to go. They're going to have a pretty decent October. They're going to get turbulent around the end of October. Then they're going to go on a November heater. So I tabulated the stats for you. They're now five, two and one here in November. 18, five and four over the last three Novembers. Inexplainable, but I don't understand why it takes them 15 games to get going. But I will say uh, uh, the water's not as choppy as it was, say, like two weeks ago. But it seems like every year at this year, at this time here, we have that discussion, no? Yeah, it seems to be the pattern that they go in. Why that is, I don't have a clue. Why would it be that way? There's nothing, there's nothing you could really point to that, that that really stands out to making sense. But seems to be the pattern. They get their their stuff figured out. Maybe you could say it's because he jumbles the lines so much and it takes a while to get their footing. I mean, that would make sense to me. Now, what's what's changed in November? They've found some chemistry. They've they've got some consistency in the lineup as far as lines combination going. You could say that, but uh, yeah, they definitely seem to find their stride in November. Um, I would like to see them continue on this trend. Obviously, I want to see them winning character games, coming back from deficits, starting really really good. I'd like to see them hold on to leads. I mean, when I watch them, <clears throat> I tend to think like, you know, when they they do the typical Maple Leaf thing and like look around all stunned. Yeah. You know, they don't do it too much lately, but like, oh my gosh, they got a three goal lead and they score one and then score another. It's like, oh no, and you just know what's coming. 
But I mean, I think that's just the detriment of a team that's super highly talented offensively. So you're going to get your leads and get get your goals. And then, you know, you're not bolstered up on the back end. So you're going to let a couple. And it just makes sense of the, the identity of the team at this point for them to, to have that. You know, you blow some leads and whatnot. But when I start to see the season you know, coming to fruition and their identity gets bolstered when they're holding on to leads and, and, you know, being well defensively, I, that says a lot to me. That's a, that's a good quality that I, that I like to look at more so than coming back from a, a deficit. I, I like to see them hold on to leads right now. It says more about the team and the direction they're going and where they need to be defensively than, than coming back from a deficit. Chelch writes in, uh, they change half the roster every year. And I assume Chelch is referring to the uh, slow, slow starts for this team. And that does make a lot of sense. I was going to ask you about them defensively. Like, I I think they have taken the turn for the better since that game against Vancouver. The The sample size is relatively small, but I will credit some of these guys like Legison and Benoit have brought sort of a different element and they've been steady. Like, you don't really notice them out there, but I'm with you. Like, it. I know they win that game against Minnesota, but like the glaring story for me, and maybe I'm just a natural pessimist, is that you're up 3-1 and you blow that and you find a way to come back. Now, granted, the first time against Detroit, they were down a couple goals. They stormed back, and we've seen that so often. I think we're still looking for that 60-minute effort, like pardon the cliche, but like that complete game where you watch the Leafs and you're like, holy shit, what a wagon. I don't think we've seen that so far this year. Not yet, but... <laughs> You're hard. I mean, it's easy as a fan who wants it so bad to to just expect yeah. that every night and be like, you guys do that every night. But do you know how dominant you have to be to to rip off a six, like what we would call that's a 60 minute effort. You just have yeah. to dominate the game from puck drop to to the end buzzer. And that doesn't happen. There's another NHL team over there throwing their best at you, too. So it's going to come in waves. And you could say, oh, we didn't finish the first period very well. Well, the other team was there and they took some momentum for a little while. And, you mm-hmm. know, you got to expect that a 60 minute effort doesn't mean you absolutely dominate start to finish. But can you handle their pressure? Um, the times where they're putting the pressure on, can you weather that storm? Can you regain momentum? Can you frustrate them and not give up too much? You know, they're going to put the pressure on at certain parts of the game. That doesn't mean you're not playing your 60, but how do you handle it and how do you respond and how do you get the momentum back on your side and, uh, and steal the pressure back. And they've been pretty good at this, this year, different ways and no one's perfect, but I think the building blocks are being put there. And like you said, we're, we're on this little November heater right now. And whether history repeats itself or not, I don't really look at that stuff. Like, like was just mentioned, it's a different team, a half a different roster. Right. So, I mean, you can look for patterns and say, Oh, that's interesting, but it doesn't mean a lot to me. I think they can continue playing this way, continue building. And like we talked about so many times, go into the playoffs, uh, you know, full steam ahead with, with their game in order and ready to rock. This week's uh, player to watch is presented by covered bridge potato chips. I'll go first. I'm going to go with Jake McCabe, but maybe a bit off the radar, but it's more specifically because the Leafs visit Chicago on uh, Black Friday in the afternoon coming up this week. That's their next game. And uh, McCabe's making his return to Chicago. And quietly, I think he's been pretty steady since coming back from that groin injury. Who do you have? I like it. I, I'm just looking at the defense. I'm looking at the back end. You know, do we get uh, back from injury here? Um, Timmons. Brain yeah, Connor Timmons. Uh, I'd like to watch him. Is he going to come back in? And, you know, I look over his stats and his potential and where he's at. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, this is a guy that we could really not realize how bad we're missing him uh if he takes a stride it's tough to do coming out of injury but he's a player who could take a step he's at the age where you know he's going to start to really wrap himself around his position and develop and hit his stride and his peak and i think that if he can get back in the lineup 
get some confidence. Sometimes guys just come out of nowhere off of injury and it's like, wow, whatever that was, did them good. And they have a new outlook. And, you know, I'd like to watch him and see if he can get back this week and, uh, and really hit his stride. He could help out that back end so much. And again, that's this week's uh, player to watch is presented and is covered by uh, Covered Bridge Potato Chips. Go to CoverBridgeChips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. And I did bring a couple of bags for my flight over here to Orlando here in Florida. I mean, actually in Jacksonville, but um, for my flight, I had a couple of bags of Covered Bridge and they just hit the spot, man. They're phenomenal, phenomenal. I've been smashing them. I grabbed some of my set chips there and was smashing them going through the boxes going man i gotta make sure i got enough left for the set here but uh they are phenomenal uh i could only wonder what friday is gonna entail man like i don't know what you want to call it's like an extra trap game because the leafs are coming back from overseas and on top of that they lost to chicago the hawks are playing terribly like everything's aligning for like a dump effort where the leafs take a dump on the ice but hopefully that doesn't happen it's a back-to-back they got they got chicago friday and a Kyle Dubas revenge game on Saturday in Pittsburgh. Can't wait for that one either. Yeah, that'll be interesting. They get their little break here and all the festivities. They're going to get the time change sorted out, the jet lag sorted out. They'll have a week of practice, get acclimated to their normal surroundings again. And I mean, God, trap game. I'm sick of that shit. Like, let's go. <laughs> you hate that shit, eh? Smash that team, man. You're a better team. Wipe them off the slate. Say, get out of here. You're not ready for us. And then move on to Pittsburgh. You just, they're just, they need to be more mature than that, man. We can't have that. I'm going to put money on them to win. I don't care what the odds are. I want them to come out and, uh, and really prove like, sorry guys, you're not in our league right now. I hope so. That's all. Fingers crossed. The Hawks have been playing like shit. I think they've lost five in a row, by the way. You could be Columbus. Your boy in uh, Columbus got benched over the weekend. Johnny Goodrow. You see that? Yes. Same with Patrick, man. They're both uh, getting scratched. It's nightmare city over in uh, Columbus. Not a good look Dude, for anybody. But again, but- not to get back, not not to give these guys a pass, but who started all this? Mike fucking Babcock and all that bullshit. That, that team was doomed. Not to say that they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, but that team was doomed the way their season started. And now, like, it's... It's a it's a it's a fucking blaze out there, man. Nine losses in a row. They got lining watching from the press box. Like it's a it's an unmitigated disaster over there, man. It's not good. I'm not a big Johnny Gaudreau fan. I think he's too damn soft in the first place. But Patrick Line seems to have some like mental stuff holding on to his confidence and seems to have some confidence problems. You can see it on his face and in his eyes, and yeah, he's just not who he was at the at the top of his game in Winnipeg. But uh I don't know. It's it's tough when you got to put a guy in a press box to send a message and try to try to tough. fix him and figure it out. It's just you've got to take a couple steps back before you can start moving forward. And and hopefully they're on the path to that. It would be nice to see him playing a little better. I don't like it when guys really no. flounder and there's big storylines about how bad a guy's doing. It always sucks. I like the Willie Nylander narrative a lot better. It's uh, pretty crazy that we're like 15 games into this season and both Johnny Goodrow and Jonathan Huberto have been benched for long periods of times by their respective teams. And again, that, there, there needs to be like a 30 for 30 in like 10 years, like a, a Netflix series on that trade because uh, and everything that went around that with Florida, with uh, Calgary, and of course, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, Goudreau electing to say, hey, I'm going to go to Columbus and I'm going to try to win in Columbus. It's like, yeah, buddy. Good luck. Uh, brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in place sports operator awards. The game starts now. Um, so a weird slate this week because of American Thanksgiving. There's no games on Tuesday, no games on Thursday. There is a Ryan Johansson revenge game I'm looking at tonight. So Colorado's into Nashville. 
I think if you want to hit some point props, uh, maybe an anytime goal, if you want to go that far with Ryan Johansson, the shot prop, uh, a much maligned exit, I would say, out of Nashville. Um, and I think he finds a way to get on the scoreboard. And I like Colorado to beat the Nashville Predators tonight. Nice. Yeah, why not? You seem to do well with the revenge games and they, they do seem to pan out a lot. And there seems to be a storyline when guys go back to their old team. So I'd tell you on that. And uh, there's reason to believe that is a good bet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know you'll be watching intently tonight as Tampa hosts the Boston Bruins. Uh, again, I was uh, in Tampa over the weekend for that Edmonton Tampa game and talking to people around there. They're just they can't wait for Andre Vasilevsky to come back. But man, every night I watch the games and the box scores and like Tampa keeps or Boston, excuse me, keeps winning and winning and winning. They just fucking hammered Montreal over the weekend. It's just a shitty feeling covering a Leafs team who's starting to pick up steam and they're not gaining ground because. Boston just wins and win. Like, again, I, I would not be. It's very unlikely to repeat. And maybe Jeremy Swayman has the upper hand right now on Linus Allmark. But it, it wouldn't be outlandish to suggest the Boston goalie wins another Vesna. Jim Montgomery wins the Jack Adams this year. Like, what the Boston Bruins are doing, losing their first and second line centers and not really adding is insane to me. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man, what they're doing. It, it's you just take that roster and, and, plop it in toronto crazy are they are they the same are they gonna <laughs> rack those points man like you, i don't know i don't think so it's <laughs> well coached or math lightning in a bottle i don't know what the hell it is but it's wild to watch they are this dominant team doesn't matter who's with them or who they lose or add and it's like geez man they're just a winning machine and I mean, I think we've gotten a little bit accustomed to not really standings watching, not really caring yeah. about what's going on because it only matters, like, come down to the playoffs. You look at Florida take out Boston last year. You I know, know. Anything happens once you get into a playoff series. So I get why we're not really paying attention to, to it too much, but it it is interesting to look around and say, holy smokes, uh, you know, you get Vasilevsky back there with Tampa, and that division all of a sudden is something that we are maybe supposed to kind of almost cakewalk through this year. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to matter all that much either. It matters about what's going on in the playoffs. And I know Robert in this chat is backing it up. He's like, Nick, that's an every year thing too. I agree. And that's why I said it. I don't know if you remember back in September, I said the shittiest bet you can make if you're looking to bet on a future for the Leafs is having them win the division. It just doesn't happen. It's happened once in the last 20 years. I think Pat Quinn is the last to do it. And it was in that phony fucking North division year where they were way better than everybody else in that division. And they lost to the Montreal fucking Canadians that year. It was embarrassing. So like, I don't think it's a good bet, nor do I really care if they win the division, but it's just, it's, it's crazy to me that the Boston Bruins are the team. Everybody wants to count out. Nobody wants to believe in them. And just every night, you know, what kind of effort you're going to get from them. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one tonight as well. Boston and Tampa. And as I always like to say, the regular season doesn't matter anyway. Right. So for the Leafs. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what was the, the 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 Northern Division there during COVID? Did they take that one down or no? Yeah, they won the division in the regular season. No, gotcha. Yeah, it's so that's a. Uh, it's interesting, man. Yeah, it's a tough division. It's like you know the Jays are in that division with you know the Yanks and the Bo Sox, and it's always tough to compete. You have, have yep. to have a really good team to win it. But yeah, like you said, doesn't matter. We don't care about that. We just want to get head of steam going to the playoffs and anybody can beat anyone as was clearly marked by the wildcard team beating the almighty Boston Bruins last year. What's scary is you got to think Boston's learned their lesson and they're going to go in fully prepared to the playoffs. And it's like, good Lord, I doubt they're going to drop another egg there unless there's some kind of playoff curse going on. 
If anything, I think it shows you that you don't want to win the president's trophy. You don't want to win the division, right? To have that type of year, how unbelievable it was and to lay a stinker and for them to be up 3-1 in that series and lose to Florida, it just shows you get in. Anything's possible. I want to give a shout out as well to Tyler Bertuzzi. You talk about revenge, scored a revenge goal on Friday against Detroit, which we love to see. And all those people burying Domi, burying Bertuzzi, I haven't been able to uh, find their their tweets or activity on social media the last couple of weeks. So for everybody who discounted Brad Tree Living two weeks ago, how he was burning this team to the ground, it's funny how quiet they've gotten. But uh, we'll leave the conversation at that for today. The Maple Leafs, no doubt, feeling pretty damn good coming back from Sweden 2-0. and Willie's got that fucking championship belt attached to his shoulder, rightfully so. He's an absolute rock star. Looking forward to Friday. Should mention as well, Matthew Barnaby is going to stop by the show tomorrow. And something tells me you guys are going to have a, a fun little chat. Barnaby was uh, as big an agitator as you can find back in the day. And uh, I do believe he's a firm believer in the Maple Leafs. So we're going to get his thoughts coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I love it. There's a cool guy you could uh, pick his brain for. He'll be a good interview. Looking forward to that for sure. Thank you to everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're watching here on YouTube and are not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. Help us out at the Leafs Nation 401. Search Leafs Morning Take wherever you find your podcast as well. We'll pop up. Everybody in the chat, you guys are fantastic. I know there's a bit of a, a skirmish, which we love to see sometimes here in the chat. People going at each other. Let's all be friends. Let's all cover the Maple Leafs. Let's do our thing. Many thanks as well to producer Aaron. For Jay Rosell, I'm Nick Alberga. I will talk tomorrow. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.